0: First up, Gannett, ticker GCI, and I just want to say I've had the pleasure of losing a lot of money in this stock over the years. If you look at this thing, back in 2007, it was around 50 and uh, in 2008, it was two, two. <laughs> and if you were in during that period, you were unhappy. But here's what happened to the newspapers, frankly. They all had great EBITDA margins for years. Why? They had a local monopoly in advertising, not only for retail, but um, you know careers, uh, you know help one yeah. and all those kinds of things. You know things.
1: The, the, the thing that's so amazing is uh, when, when, when I first looked at the newspaper group, Realize, you know, I, uh, back in the day, a piece of print that was the size of your finger for a one ad, selling your car, selling your home, those were, in the New York Times, those used to be 20, 30, 40 pages of, of those size ads. And each one of those ads might have been $1,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, an ad the size of your finger. Now, you know, you don't have to be too, too smart to see if you're selling that ad for $1,000 and the print itself cost you about one one thousandth of a penny. Yeah, margins are good so as the internet came and really started whacking them in 2007, 2008 they just went away
0: well, you know, there was a, there's a, a long st- step function of the newspapers one of the first things to go was jobs you had these things, you know, career builders monsters.com right. or what have you all these things and so that got intervened pretty quickly then things like funeral, you know, announcements and that started to get intervened uh, and then, you know, I think real estate started to move offline to things. And, I mean, can
1: you imagine looking at it for a house and not looking at it online? Well, where you can see the photographs and the Google Maps and so all that. So a
0: lot of that gravy was gone. But, you know, uh, the, the, the thing that happened that was bad, I think they could have weathered all that because it's a variable cost business. You know, you run fewer papers, you buy less paper. You run fewer routes, you have fewer trucks, all that. But I think what happened was those juicy margins... And let's blame investment bankers. Why not, right? Those juicy margins during those uh, the 2000 era, it was like, hey, buddy, you've got these great margins in this stable cash flow. That's just a bunch of EBITDA, earning before interest, taxes, and depreciation, that could be going to debt service. And that means you could borrow... Four billion dollars and buy up these other companies, these other newspapers. So there was this big effort for a fragmented industry, and let's face it, Gannett was the granddaddy of that. In some regard, they were the first national paper and Tribune Company, New York Times. They all started to buy a lot of firms around the country, um, and they they used debt because of the stable cash flow. Well, then when these very lucrative you know, one ads, jobs, all these things, real estate, et cetera, old bits started to go away. Uh, they still had that debt service and the profits got squeezed and then they weren't quick enough to monetize the internet. In fact, to this day, most newspapers, which are happy to sell you a newspaper, they give away the content online, which cheapens it. So they're still trying to work their way out of that. Um, the reason Gannett comes up Frankly, is because they have diversified, and they're one of the most diversified away from newspapers. They own a lot of television stations, which have stayed good, and uh,
1: and you know you twenty twenty percent of their assets now are in digital. You know they're in three yeah. areas: broadcasting, um, uh, newspaper publishing, and digital. And digital's a billion dollars worth of their um, their assets. Yeah. So uh, you're right. You can see the diversification, and the stock's acting. Obviously, a little then, better, a, a lot better.
0: Well, here's what I, here's what you know, sort of the the nitty gritty on it. These guys, they've been through hell. Let's face it, these newspapers. These guys are still putting up twenty percent EBITDA margins, and I honest, I'll just tell you that on an operating earnings basis, their newspaper business is about half. So it's fifty percent broadcasting, television, and digital, mm-hmm. and half uh, newspapers. And so they're diversifying away from that, Um, and yet they're still putting up these 20%, 22%, 23% EBITDA margins. Um, They're putting up an upper single-digit return on assets, which frankly could be a lot higher if they would just go right off all those trucks and printing presses that they're not going to need in about five years, but they're depreciating them on a 20-year life. So that's just silly. They should just take that hit. And they're putting up a return on equity in the 20s. Uh, They've got a pretty levered balance sheet. All these guys do 75% debt to equity. But when you look at the coverage, um, it's it's not terrible. They got 900 million in EBIT, and they've got total debt of around two billion. Let's say they got a I don't know five percent rate. That's a hundred million. So it's Pretty well covered, and the valuation 5.5 times EBITDA. So I'm going to look at that as around a, you know 18% cash on cash return, EBITDA as a cash flow metric, and enterprise value as the price we'd all have to pay to buy this
1: buy this thing.
0: Now you used to cover these things professionally, didn't you, Mo?
1: A long time Jim, ago, you when you wrote were,
0: on these when they were babies, right?
1: Well, yeah, when they were uh, when they were just small market newspapers. And the uh, the uh, the deal with those papers back then was they didn't have any competition from the big national papers because it was all about local advertising, especially in these smaller towns. They were relatively recession proof, but mostly they were insulated from the uh, the bigger being cannibalized by the bigger media outlets. And, you know, I haven't looked at this company in a long time, but I wouldn't be surprised if that still holds for some of their smaller markets. Where um, you know, you, you want to read about something that's happening with a 30 or 40 mile radius of your home, so even half of that business seems like it's in pretty good shape. Here's something that two things that I find troubling. One, um, if you look at their sales, they've gone seven million, 6.7 million, 5.6 million5452. Their sales are it's admirable that they're keeping their EBITDA margins flatter up. That's great, but sales have been in a very consistent decline, and I kind of want to know when that's going to stop. Yeah. The other thing is, and this is odd. Look at the dividends per share. They were a buck eighty in two thousand eight, and they were gone one twenty, one forty, one eighty dividends per I
0: share. I didn't even look at that mo. It's a good and, point. And
1: uh, in two thousand nine. The yogurt hit the fan, and dividends went from a buck eighty to $0. sixteen cents, yeah, and they've yeah. been at sixteen cents and then twenty four <clears throat> so the company right now has got a nice yield four point eight percent It's paying a seventy six cent dividend here's what's an interesting decision point: Are we going back to a buck eighty in which case you buy the stock for the dividend or have we had this little ramp up and we're going back down to 16 cents because we've been at both of those numbers within 4 years so um want to know a little bit about where their prospects were but boy if this dividend can get back to a, to a buck 80 um you know when it was a buck 80 sales were at 6.7, 6.7 million uh billion sorry Um, and, uh, this year they're 5.2. So they should, you know, they have a little bit of an uptick in sales and they do 180 again in dividend per share, really push something out to the shareholders. Whew! This could be a great stock. Don't you think it's curious
0: that they, uh, they, they've showed so much confidence by really hitting that
1: dividend hard here. And we've said that a lot. We've said, you know, management wants to send a message, Uh, to shareholders that things are phenomenal. They raise the dividend by that degree. So they're either sending a message or they're idiots.
0: Well, let's hope it's not the latter. You know, it could be. I well, will
1: say that there's been a lot of bankruptcies
0: in newspaper land. But uh, here's
1: here's here's what I'm looking at that that sort of makes me think they're not crazy. There's 10 people that follow this stock. Take a look at the EPS revisions in the the last one month, three months, six months. They're all up. All up a little bit, yep. yeah. 5%, 8%, another 5%, 3.4%. So that tells me that things are looking pretty positive. And then lastly... If you just take a pencil and draw a line from the bottom of the stock price, 2008, and kind of take a ruler and scroll I draw can't strike. do that, Mo. I'm a value guy. I don't draw well, lines If on you the did, stock. you would see that this this company kind of is like hopping. It hops up in the air and it lands on that line. Hops up in the air a little further, lands on that line. It's hopped up in the air. It If it lands on the line again and hops, you'd probably buy the stock well, if all you're the way gonna, down to 15 or 14
0: If you want to really talk about hopping, if you go back to... Uh, Oh six, the stock was evidently. This is hard to read on this uh, logarithmic scale. But looks it like looks it's a hundred. Like, yeah, close to a hundred. <laughs> and revenues were seven point eight billion. Yeah. Now it's sixteen, and revenues are five billion, and EBITDA fallen nearly in half. I think we it's probably agree it, that it. those terrible days of losing all of that classified advertising. I mean it's it's over and they're migrating their properties online and I think it's worth saying cuz I don't think we've said that here. I mean these guys for listeners that don't know that these guys invented USA today. Yeah, that's and right. And you were covering it when they launched that and I remember Alan
1: newharth was the guy
0: Well, I just remember it was such an innovation to have a national newspaper. Not that the Times wasn't national, but, you know, it wasn't everywhere. It was just in some big cities and airports and things. USA Today tried to be everywhere, and uh, they They, had those television-looking... Boxes. Boxes that was innovative. And, you know, they, they lost money on that for years and years, but ultimately they were proved correct that that brand that national brand would become something and i think to this day they've got the best sports page now in in the game and uh, and there's a lot of other go-tos for people in USA today and i do believe this will be one of the brands that can migrate online versus yep. like the cincinnati inquirer or something like that right. uh, if that isn't even a
1: newspaper no oh, i'm sure it is so so uh, there's a, so there's a lot going on there That's okay next up good campaign.